You want some sunglasses? I have it. Thank you. Right. I just wanted to find I've been living in sunset in San Francisco. It's foggy every day. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. This is beautiful, eh? Have some redwoods back here. I think we just re-up to keep renting this place. So, like, if you're also, we're going to have a, a football ping pong tournament after the talk. If you want to join in. Yeah. That ping pong, football. Are we set? Yeah. Where's Amelia? She's here. All right. Well, let's not. I think so. Might be somebody in the neighborhood because they're having a reunion right here. Maybe Mike, just check it out. I closed the garage before the garage can get out. Yeah. Yeah. So in recovery, where does the problem reside? Huh? In the mind, yeah. And then we point here to infer that, yeah. But so it's the brain, really. Yeah. So the problem resides in the mind. What's its activity? The thoughts, yeah. Yeah. And then the thoughts are held as ours, yeah. Now let's say, just entertain the idea that on that premise, maybe the thoughts aren't ours. Yeah. So before we get into sort of parsing the thoughts, good or bad, whatever. Yeah. Let's just get to the assumption which they're ours. Yeah. Usually most people travel that way. The thoughts that are noticed are assumed to be ours. Like either where the th thinker about them or where the thinking of them or the, where the thought about yeah yeah so instead of going way down and trying to you know make no thought or whatever which is insane just look at maybe that's not true who knows maybe the thoughts that are held <coughs> as yours aren't yours now the prime example in this is recovery alcoholism because we were Sharon when I came in, not Sharon, but Sharon. <laughs> Every time I say I'm, I live in Novato, they go, Nevada? No, Novato. So we were sharing <laughs> that when I went into, when I came into recovery, I had a real thick shell of terminal uniqueness. Yeah. I really believed, really, truly, that no one could understand me. That no, uh, that no one thought like I did, no one felt like I did, no, and not many people had done the heinous things that I did, yeah. And so that's a huge assumption, really. So my whole my whole story was based on that. So I was, I'm in recovery in the meetings and I'm listening to people because I'm conscious, yeah. Consciousness is there before Paul, so when people are talking, I hear them. And I'm not two levels below a coconut. I could understand. And after months of hearing people share their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions and behaviors, they sure sounded like my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions and behaviors. Yeah? I mean, it was obvious. So if a lot of people have my thoughts, they can't be mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe... Uh, <laughs> 
And that was the one of the first moves moves of I mean big moves of relief in recovery is when I saw actually I named them alcoholic thoughts. Yeah. Now I wasn't calling all the thoughts not mine at the beginning, but I, I was seeing a large amount of them and being help, and seeing them as not mine. And I noticed that I had relief or a little more space when the thoughts were happening. Yeah. A lot more, actually. And so the next obvious leap would be, hey, maybe none of them are my thoughts. Yeah? Maybe what I'm relying on, where the problem resides, is a failed system. So in recovery, we run into this thing where the guy who wrote the book of recovery says, why are you in so much fear today? Yeah. And it doesn't let you answer because there'd be 8,000 freaking stories, you know? He says, he goes right to the mechanics, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? It doesn't go into the particulars of how self has failed you. You've lived that, yeah? We've lived that. It's trying to go into the mechanism so that you can see it, maybe, and maybe see it's not you, really. So it's not, that's why they have the stories in the back, and it, a lot of times there's tons of stories about the effects of these assumptions being taken to be facts. But let's get down to the fundamentals. You know, let's get back to the exact nature of the wrong, yeah? And the causes and conditions. All right, so entertain the possibility. These may not be my thoughts. That was a, a big move, but then maybe these aren't my feelings. Maybe these are just feelings, yeah? And maybe they're not mine. And then I saw, it says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? What, that's, that's the basis of fear. The basis of all the mental anxiety all day is reliance on self. He just gave you the diagnosis, yeah? He looked at the x-ray, not of all us individually, but of us, yeah? As alcoholics and shit like that. And in the, he read the x-ray, and he says, all right, there's a whole lot of fear, basically mental anxiety, yeah, provoking physiological sense of fear, yeah? And the diagnosis is, the, re, the cause of it is self-reliance, yeah? He's just, he's just diagnosed the disease. All right, so if I want to get out of fear, what would be a good thing to get out of? Self-reliance, yeah? If I, so what is self-reliance? You might as well figure it out. I'm just going to share what I feel it is, you know. But I mean, you, you can self-reliance is a very broad statement. What the, what does that mean? It's like a crutch, or you know, like a relying on it when I'm walking up the stairs. No, self-reliance has gone to such an extreme that we've taken ourselves to be that which we're relying on. The idea of self. Yeah, which is a foreign idea. You didn't even have it when you were a baby. Yeah, when you were a baby, there was no distinction between you and other to about maybe 15 months. You didn't see mom yet. Yeah, and that's what's so attractive to kids. There's nobody home when you look in. They're just wide awake doing their little fucking thing. So <clears throat> reliance on self. Will, what will happen if you outgrow reliance on self, you're going to outgrow fear. Fear is going to diminish. Not by attacking fear head on, 
but by seeing what's the cause of it, obviously. It's like we have the old story about the guy has a big lawn like this, and he, he has people over like this. He has, we're gonna have lawn bowling afterwards. We're gonna have a, I have a wedding fucking schedule for tomorrow here. And then the next, the night before the wedding, he walks out in this shit all around, yeah? And he's walking around this shit, what the fuck? And then he goes back in the house and then he just tries to ignore it, goes back out, there's more shit, yeah? So now what does he do? He's got this wedding, he's gotta pick up that shit really fast, so he fucking goes to tutorials, how to p pick up shit fast. He sees one on pooper scoopers, fucking he gets, buys that poop, Amazon gets overnight, one day, gets out there, scooping up the shit, and other people who have the same problem, hear about the dude, and now they ask him to speak, and he tells them, oh, what I did, it became a master of scooping up poop, you know, I got these two, and then he becomes a big circuit speaker, he's giving talks all over at conventions and shit, and he brings out his own personal line of pooper scoopers, autograph little scoopers, he's got tutorials, he's got all this, tons of hits on YouTube, and because everyone has a lot of shit in their lives, and they're trying to manage it, yeah? By fast, as fast as they can, they figure at least if I have a little bit of time without that much shit, that's fucking all I can ask for. I mean, our idea of success is so low, we just want to have less shit happening. It was just like when I got, when I was young, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and then five years or four years of active alcoholism, my idea of success was not to be arrested. It had changed dramatically <laughs> to, to, to fit my possibilities, which seemed very, very, very small. Yeah. This is what the disease does. So, so this guy becomes the big master, and now, so a guy hears about him and he comes in and says, hey, I have a solution. And the guy says, I have a fucking solution. Look at me, I'm a, I put a book out, everything. I look at the schedule, I'm speaking in front of a thousand people. So the guy goes, okay, and he leaves, he says, oh, by the way, just find the dog. <laughs> if you find the dog, there goes the source of the shit. You won't have to be fucking scooping, be a master pooper scooper. There won't be any poop. So find the dog, find the dog. But the dilemma is, you think you are the dog. The last thing you can imagine is life continuing with you not in it. So the dog has the greatest fucking strategy. It's convinced you that you are the dog. So all you can hope for is managing the shit. You can't, you can't get rid of the source of the shit because it runs into an incredible amount of dissonance, which is to get rid of the source of shit, I must be destroyed. And you see that when people get to such an extreme, they kill themselves. They can't see that that which is driving them crazy is something other than themselves. So basically, that, that deterrent gets overridden by their own circumstances where they're willing to fucking kill the whole thing. Yeah, so they kill the host to get rid of the parasite. There's a better solution, really. You can see the parasite is not you, yeah, and there'll be no need to kill it. There'll no no need to kill you. You just see it, yeah. So you see, the alcoholism or the selfing, when it's heard. It's implied to be you. 
it seems to have your voice, which is an identification with this body, right? The, the thoughts sound like me. They sound the me that I call this because I'm identified as the body. How are you going to become spiritual as a body? By doing a lot of yoga and fitting into these nice leotards and looking fucking loving gazing and with a nice perm and you know like this. That's not fucking it. That's nice. I enjoy it. They're enjoying it, but it ain't it. That Oh, they've got it. You're not going to graft spirituality to a body. It's going to fall off. But what if you're not? doesn't mean if you're not a body, it's not like kill the body. It's just no. The body demands some freaking maintenance. It's as in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do. But now it's not looked at as the chariot of the gods. Yeah, you're not. And this is the dilemma in recovery. People who were in recovery, just like us, ran into this wall, which is self can't get out of self. They realized by trying to get out of self as self for quite a while, it showed itself to be a failed mechanism. Self can't get out of self. So how the hell are you going to get relief from that which is driving you crazy? Our, the logic is to try to get out of it. But when you try to get out of it, you're more in it. Yeah? So the system itself locks you in. By you wanting to get out of the system, it triggers about five locks. As soon as you start turning the door on the exit door, it locks even better. Yeah? What's one to do? Maybe see you're not in self. Maybe see the thoughts as something other than yours. Maybe you're the viewer of the thoughts, not the thinker of the thoughts. Maybe because you're conscious, you're going to be conscious of whatever appears. And what appears are thoughts, what appears are feelings, what appears are seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, yeah? These things are happening. But are they happening to you or as you? Are you really the seer? Are you the one, let's say here, my eyes are open, I'm basically going to see whatever my eyes can see, yeah? If I take a vow, I'm not going to see a bird ever again. I better not go outside because I'm probably going to see one. Yeah, and then and you can just use one example. You hear it all the time. Someone will say, "I didn't want to feel that." Yeah. So the feeling was noticed, and then the mental state arose after it and says, "I didn't want to feel it." After the fact, that's what we're living from. We're living from something after the fact. Yeah. We're living an interpretation of life. Instead of life is happening, we're living an interpretation that's life's happening to me. It's called self-centeredness. And you know what? I did tons of cocaine, but I never thought I was cocaine, ever. No matter how much I did, it never caused me to believe I was coke. <laughs> yeah. We're starting at that point in this disease. We're identified as what we're not. Yeah, we already, we're like someone who wants to stop shooting coke as coke, really. We're like identified as a self wanting to get out of self. That's the bondage of self. And I'm just talking from observation. I heard these possibilities, I entertain them, and I'm just sharing with you the validity of what I entertained. 
they haven't been disputed for 15, 16, 20-something years. And I'm open for them to be disputed. I would, the mental state always likes to have a more new and radical way. But in fact, this is just, to me, the root of alcoholism and addiction is identified as a self. You're identified as the doer. You're identified as the seer. You're identified as the thinker. You're identified as the feeler. Yeah? And therefore, the feelings, the seeing, the doing can bind you, can enslave you. Yeah? That's what happens. Is it happening to you? No. Is it do, are you doing it? No. That's the beauty. You and I are what we're looking for, really. We are spirit. Yeah? The dilemma is we're using spirit to seek spirit. The novel idea that non-duality brought to me in recovery, was instead of looking for what I am or what I want, let's say a spirit, from what I'm not, I'm going to see what I'm not from what I am. Yes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna question the assumed facts. They drop. And then the facts become obvious, and now I'm looking from what I've been looking for. Yeah? I'm looking from the spiritual goal now. Yeah? I'm looking from awakeness now. And I see the ridiculousness of awakeness trying to get awake. <laughs> it's a redundancy. You are awake. Yeah? When we're listening to this dream thing, you can seem not to be awake. It can appear to you that you're not awake. But does that change the fact that you're awake? No. That's the beauty of the message. The beauty of the message is really nothing needs to be undone because nothing ever was undone. You are what you're looking for. The spirit is completely whole as it's always been. No matter what you thought you've done or didn't do, hasn't affected it whatsoever. The idea of the higher power is always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it. Yeah? Because you are it. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. You get established there, and what happens? This travels lighter. And what you find out when this travels lighter for a long period of time, that's what you've wanted the whole time. If you could just be content and satisfied, not as a result of causes and conditions, but as something prior to causes and conditions. If you could be established in okayness now, instead of using this whole day to try to become okay, yeah, but you are okay, that would basically, a lot of what you think are your noble callings would stop completely. You would, you would stop a lot of shit completely because they're really, they're really masquerading as some no, heroic, noble endeavor, but basically they're just a reaction of, to dissatisfaction and not, not, no contentment. If you could have those conditions available, you wouldn't be seeking them. Yeah. What would happen? I don't know. You'd probably be available to what happens today. Yeah? You'd be available to what happens every day. You're just damn available. That's all it is. You're always.
always here at all times. You never get chipped. You're awake to being awake, really. Not a bad move. So what happens? You learn about what you're not. Yeah. You learn about what you're not. You understand what you're not. You experience it all day. And in knowing what you're not, you get a sense of what you are. When you know you're not this mental idea, you'll find out what you are. You won't find out what you are taking yourself to be the mental idea. It won't. That's how it dis that's how that how that's how it hides itself in plain sight. You're using what you are to look for what you are. That's the blindness to what you are. You're using what you are, which is all right now, to look for what you are. That's the blindness to what you are. Yeah. If you could see that which is seemingly doing that is not you, there'll be a stopping of looking for what you are. And then you'll realize you'll see what you're not. And in seeing what you're not, you'll get a sense of what you are, which you'll never find by looking for it because you are it. Yeah. This is the one roadblock we all run into. You are not you and then hoping to transform into a spiritual you. You're a spirit, basically, right now, completely as it's always been. Your head may not like it. Your head thinks, should think maybe there should be fire shooting out of your ears or fucking loving gazes that could stop anyone. It doesn't have to look anyway. It's a fact. <laughs> this is just a fact, yeah? The imaginary ideas we've been entertaining are the root cause of the misery we seem to be uh, living under, yeah? And as they say in recovery, I disagree with this. We manufacture our own misery. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe where the factory, yeah, that something can take over, the parasite of alcoholism, and then use the factory to produce misery. And because we're identified as it, we'll say we're the producer of misery. That's the bondage of self, yeah. I believe that facility that produces misery could produce compassion, can produce community, can produce empathy, can produce service, can produce serenity and peace. It's not a one product fucking uh, product line, yeah? It's who's running the factory that determines the product that's going to be produced. When the selfing is running the factory, it uses it to produce fucking misery. And where does it produce the misery from? What's not happening? The thoughts live in what's not happening, and they produce products of concern, anxiety, misery, a foreboding, a depression. Yeah? Not today. It's happening today. But if you read, like, the coffee, the expiration date, or when it was roasted, it was roasted in last week or next week. <laughs> Seriously. And we're not, there is no a threat right now at this setting. None. Yeah. You would think, like the dog does, it responds in kind. It just lays down, starts eating a fucking ball. Yeah. You would think we could be able to... <laughs> 
appropriate, appropriately respond to this ease and comfort being at ease and comfortable. <laughs> in the circles we're living in now, that would be an incredible spiritual achievement just to be able to enjoy what's enjoyable. <laughs> That's how far up the ass of self we find ourselves in. <laughs> that this is that this takes work to be able to enjoy. Oh man. This is the slave being the slave master. <laughs> if these aren't your thoughts, and watch watch what most people, where are their complaints? residing in yesterday and tomorrow, really, yeah? The dog has peace because he doesn't reside in yesterday and tomorrow, yeah? He's not, he's not wondering, when am I going to be playing fetch? It's, he's, he's just there to play fetch whenever it happens. <laughs> what keeps us bound to the thoughts, really? Are they that cool, really? Are they that unbelievable? No, they seem to be a burden most times. It's the identification as the thinker. You wouldn't listen to my thoughts. If you heard the thoughts right now in your head as mine, you would have a newfound power over them. You'd be uninterested in my thoughts, but the same thoughts held as yours can ruin your day. How is that happening? Is it the thought that has the power or you or me? It's us, yeah? It's us. We are an unbelievable power, man. You know, just look at placebos in the world. Do you think this is a real place? They do tons of tests where the placebos produce the same effect as the medicine. What's that but dreaming? If I believe I'm taking something that can cure me, it can cure me seemingly. <laughs> That's mind-boggling, the power that represents, yeah? So, non-duality is an established fact that will give you an understanding of the assumed facts, really, yeah? So maybe the assumed facts can get undone, so to speak, and then you'll be, you'll be based on some solid ground, so to speak, yeah? You'll start finding you have an immunity to what's not happening because you've lost interest in the thoughts about what's not happening, because you're holding the thoughts is not yours, really. You just fucking, you've had them over and over again millions of times. If you took a journal since you were nine years old, you could have just had it, I'm afraid of, and then thousands of different fucking blog posts. But the basis is, I'm afraid of. Do you want that to be where you live from? I'm not talking about what comes after. I'm talking about the base. From whence do you come? Where would you like to start? You, would you like to start on the fact that you've never left that which you're looking for? Or do you want to use all day trying to achieve what's already in place? So now I seek ex to express this. I don't seek for it. I seek to express it because I've seen that I am that which I was looking for. I've seen it. Yeah. And it got established, and it put rest to a lot of this bullshit 
that people are constantly wanting to sharpen more mental machetes to cut through, not realizing you're the fucking person that produces the jungle ahead of you. You're just chopping through the same shit you're making up all day. It's not you, it's what you're not. That's the good news, yeah? So there is a solution. In recovery, most of us come through surrender. You just realize, like to me, I got struck sober, so it was a different experience. I don't. I think life realized I wasn't going to get it, getting run over twice in the same night by the same car, you know, fucking overdosing, getting shot at, ribs broken by police, everything, nothing. So something took mercy on this action figure and just fucking put an end to it, just downloaded something to what we call the innermost, not the thought system. Why would the solution download itself to the problem? <laughs> Hello? It's just a dog. No. So, yeah, it went to the innermost, and it was just like a CNN news flash, just a headline, and it was, I'm fucked. And that's not been changed in 31 years now. The, what has changed is I'm not that which is fucked. That's the good news. <laughs> so AA got this sound enough that it can travel through a day at a time without running into things and drawing undue attention from authorities. So AA's done its job. Yeah, It's changed the action figure sufficiently so that the action figure has landed into enough. Yeah, It's cool. Enough seems to met it seems to be maintained on a certain level of the gauges, nothing extreme, empty, you know, like all day. No, it's just running all right, it's not a chariot of gods. And then the mind can just entertain like what, like serenity, yeah, peace, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> clarity, spaciousness. Now, a lot of time has been freed up from trying to run from the cops, having to go to court, your analysis, laying in a hospital bed for 10 months. These times were pretty preoccupying, <laughs> these situations. Those have been sort of smoothed out. And so now I'm like a free-range alcoholic. I've been, I've been given a large paddock. I can run around. Now, now the action figure doesn't even look on the other side of the fence. <laughs> It just roams around, knows its limitation, yeah, knows that if any alcohol and drugs got in here, it would put out a beacon to police that I'd be arrested <laughs> maybe a day or two, seriously. So there's no, and now at this point, it's sufficient to keep it in a well-behaved state, yeah. And then mind can be free, yeah, of what? To do what? I don't know. Maybe be of service. Hold space, that's easy. <laughs> you know, spend a lovely day with people I don't know. <coughs> and try to bring some, you know, give you some freaking good news. And I'm telling you, this is, I'm not a very good example because I, I am and have been severely broken. Emotionally, physically, mentally. From this tumble called life. I was, since I was young. Yeah. A lot of trauma. People I love dying, fucking insane head, uh, 
the alcoholic and addict of my type, I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And I've proven that over and over again. To the point with cocaine addiction, I was willing to overdose with the hopes that one second before the body passed away, I'd be free from self. I did. I tried, gave it my best shot, and uh, it didn't work. So I've realized self can't get out of self completely. I didn't realize it then, but in hindsight I have. I've realized that's all I've been trying to do since I was young, is get out of me as me. It's meant, it's meant to fail. Really. And the beautiful service it provides you is failing. If you're not done before it's done, you're going to have another life. Yeah. If you're not dead before it's fucking done. Yeah. If yeah. If you're if you're done before the big done, you're going to have another life. You're going to be directed by some other thing, not the mental state, but let's call it the spirit. You'll be directed by it. The action figure will benefit greatly by a new managerial team. It will. And then the intuitive thought will become very frequent. You'll have a faith not only in contrived situations, but you'll be willing to step out expecting the stair to appear, not being waiting to have the stair guaranteed before you step out. You'll know you're in good hands. Yes. All of that can come about for this, but not through this, or for this, or as this, yeah? It's not going to come about by this. It's going to come about by that and express through this, yeah? So don't believe your story for 45 years. It can be reconfigured in a second. It can. The only thing that hinders it is you, really. If your allegiance is in what you're not, you're going to fight for it to fucking survive. If you see it's not you, you'll lose interest in all its shenanigans. Really. And then that which established, is established will become obvious. How difficult is that? Yeah. How difficult is it to respond to now? Very not at all. It's incredibly difficult to react to what's not happening all day. It's fucking incredible amount of work to make shit out of nothing all day, really. So, my job is done. Uh, you've been served the spiritual subpoena. Yeah. I believe completely you're in good hands. And uh, AA is an incredible way of life with the hopes that you'll see you're not that. You're not the thinker of the thoughts. See, people will pick up shit forever. Not to see the dog. Yeah. If that's the case, you know, send them a pooper scooper for fucking Christmas. They're going to need it. They are. If you don't see the source, 
you're going to have to become a manager of the effects. You know? Yeah? Yeah. I don't want to be in fear after 30 years of recovery. No. I feel like... Uh, There's a higher platform of establishedness that you can be established on. Yeah. So, yeah. That's about it. I'll tell. I'll go into a couple things in non-duality, which is. Uh, non-duality. Hmm, I don't, I won't go there. So explain. Yeah. Find it yourself. Yeah. If you believe you're the thinker of the thoughts and it's been expressed at meetings that you're not, and there's a constant stubbornness about that, see you're not that either. You're not that which can't get that it's not the thinker of the thoughts. Yeah. Yes? The system will keep appearing as you talking about the system and I'm not talking about ego ego is just a fucking smokescreen ego is an objectification of the selfing the selfing objectifies itself and says you must destroy the ego it's sort of like Dracula going on vampire hunts yeah he's more happy to kill tons of vampires but he's never seen as the fucking daddy vampire yeah so what I'm talking about is the feeling of being doer, thinker, seer, hearer, feeler, taster. The one who th has this life, the only one, the one that was there and is going to be there. I'm talking about sense. That's the sense of self. There's no self produced. There's a sense of self that's produced. Yeah. Faith and devotion to the thought system allows what we are to produce a sense of self. So the hand imagines the glove, then puts itself in the glove, forgets it's the hand, yeah? Now takes itself to be the glove, doesn't like being the glove, tries to get out of being the glove as the glove, yes? All the while being exactly what it's always been, the hand. So if you see you're not the glove, the hand pulls out. When it puts back in, it doesn't see itself as the glove anymore. Yeah? It's established as the hand. No matter how much gloving is appearing, it knows it's the hand. Yeah? Why? Because it's the hand. That's how it knows it, because it is it. The glove will keep repeating, you're the glove, you're the glove, you're the glove. All you need is one hit of hand it's more than enough because all that's being implied you're not the silence is whispering what you are yeah. your hand yes you've never not been hand you never were the glove you never will be the glove and you're definitely not the glove yeah that's where the relief lies get to the cause the cause is reliance on self the highest reliance on self is identification as self. What does identification mean? It means identification as thinker, seer, hearer, face uh, haver, doer. All those things that happen in life 
they're claiming of being the one that's doing it all or being done to it at all. That's the bondage of self. It's an add-on. They're seen, but the seer and seen is made up after the seeing. Yeah? Oh, there you go. Now the good part comes. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're interested in any books, I got the 12-step one. This is the newest one we did on having never left. It's a wonderful yogic mantra that I saw on a yoga studio wall when I was doing a talk there. Famous thing, and it's... and. The, uh, the idea of the other shore is like, you know, awakeness, you know, en enlightenment. So it goes, gone, gone, gone to the other shore. Everyone wants to get to the other shore of awakeness, yes? Upon, a, on, uh, on ha uh, upon arrival, yeah? Upon arrival at the other shore on having never left. You hear this, this, the logic of it? So when you arrive at that which you're looking for, let's say spiritual awakening, it tells you you never left. It's always been the case. So the whole point is on having never left, not on arriving. Yeah, it's on having never left. You've never left spirit. <laughs> it's just impossible. So on having never left, what, what would your day look like if it was based on on having never left? Or usually it's based on I've got to arrive. Yeah, I've got to get, I've got to do that. What would happen if your day had a new basis on having never left? In other words, you actually are what you've been looking for. Yeah, you are the goal that you think it's going to take so much effort and attention and years to arrive at. You are that. Yeah. All the greatest spirituality are just warnings. They're just telling you, you can't use yourself to find yourself. Yeah? So, there you go. So let's pass the basket. I'll get a basket. And, uh, we have to pay rent here. <laughs> Actually, we all have to leave because the people that live here are going to be back at three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 this is, we don't really live here. <laughs> we just saw it on Google Maps. Thinking, hey, it looks like a big yard. <laughs> Any questions? And we have tons of YouTubes, and a lot of them, if you look up like Brooklyn or Dover, New Jersey, they're all AA stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh look at the dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your channel? Basket.